You can usually count on San Diego to be sunny. I guess that's the thing about weather. It can be quite funny. Thank you for tuning in to Hannah and Eric Go Birding, a podcast by birders for birders. I'm Hannah, and he's Eric. And we created this podcast to share adventures, sometimes misadventures, and opinions that we have on different birding topics. We're definitely not experts, and anything that we discussed might be controversial. I want you to remember their own opinions, and they might be different from yours. So we're here. We made it to spring. We're into spring, and it is sunny. So the weather can be a little funny as as you <laughs> as you, as you sing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank it's, you. It was pouring down rain yesterday, and now it's uh, nice and sunny. It, yeah. As if the rain had never happened. The ground's dry. It's kind of warm-ish. I'm regretting my decision to wear long pants instead of shorts today. <laughs> but my mood is uh, matching the weather, so I'm happy about the sun. <laughs> Absolutely. So we hope you have some sun wherever you are at. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You hope for sunny days for our listeners? Yeah, sunny days for our listeners, for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, get out there and see some birds. Exactly. The robins were noisy this morning. They were. So and the Stellar's Jays, too. Oh they were all over the feeder having a big fight this morning. I thought there was somebody in the backyard because there were so <laughs> many Stellar's Jays all at once. It, like, made up the vision of a man in my peripheral vision. <laughs> <laughs> was it a bunch of Stellar's Jays wearing a trench coat? Yes, that's <laughs> they were, what it was. And they, they were trying to, we would like some more peanuts. <laughs> Deliver more peanuts to us, please. They were like, I'm just going to fill this feeder for you out of your big bin of <laughs> bird food. Give me the key to the shed, please. <laughs> okay. Anyways. So each year, the American Ornithological Society um, comes up with, well, they don't come up with it, but proposals are submitted to them mm -hmm. about the current taxonomy of birds and classifications and all that stuff. Lots and of different things. Lots of different. Um, and the AOS just put out the whole comprehensive list of all the proposals. So were, were all of them out there? I heard so there was parts A, B, and C were released. They're gonna have more Did, than that? Yeah, was I heard heard there was gonna be a D oh released. My. I don't I was not keeping track. That was like four or five days ago. Well by the time you get through A, B, and C, I'm sure D will be out if it's but not already. Possibly, yeah. So I don't I don't know that I didn't count the total number of uh, proposals that are in there. Um many of them though this this round seemed to be proposals that were aimed at forcing science to look at something in particular. So there was the uh, one. There's ton, tons and tons of examples. I don't. I didn't look through all of them. Um, I'm saving it for the plane ride. Saving it for the plane ride. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so much reading. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a long plane ride. It is. It's a long plane ride. That's true. Um, but one one of them, which I thought was uh, kind of interesting, is that uh, there was a proposal in there to um, lump um, American three-toed woodpecker and your your Eurasian three-toed woodpecker. And then the recommendation at the end was to vote no. <laughs> so it was basically like, we're afraid somebody's going to try to lump these. So we're going to propose that you lump them and say not to lump them <laughs> because we don't have enough science. Interesting tactic. So th there was a handful of those in there from from my understanding. I I did not read through 99% of what I had seen. I just, mm -hmm. I, I read some of the commentary on well, obviously, what had come out. Obviously you read the woodpecker one. I read the woodpecker one a little bit, yeah. The, I, I thought that was interesting. I was like, really? Really? But I, I really wanted to read the Inca Jay one and the split from the Inca Jay and Green Jay, but I, I didn't get a chance. So anyways, there's a lot of great information in there. So, you know, we'll post the links to all of that. So you can take a deep dive in there. I yes, know that sure. we'll be doing that as soon as the, the rain kicks up again. <laughs> as soon as we can't go outside again. Yeah. So the National Audubon Society in the last, like, I think it was last week, right? I think so. They, uh, they decided um, to not change their name. Um, there was a um, proposal to change the name away from National Audubon Society to something else. Something that would be more inclusive um, for everyone. And the board of directors decided to vote no on that. And um, for for their rationale, that's, that's, that's the direction that they have decided that they want to take the organization. And um, I really think that it's, it's, it's a missed opportunity for something that can create a more equitable organization and also bring it more in line with the world game. You have, it's, the National Audubon Society is a, partner with BirdLife International and the rest of the world recognizes BirdLife International. This this could have been an opportunity to more closely align with that organization. Um, and I understand they're completely different organizations, slightly different uh, models and everything, but it, it was pretty disappointing. So, Yeah. Saw a lot of backlash about that um, yes. on social media. Yeah. Social so. media has been, has been a Twitter and, yeah. and Twitter has been a Twitter. <laughs> 
about it. As always. Twitter's always a Twitter. So, Hannah, you've got something you kind of want to announce. Yeah. This is a whole different bit of news that's um, almost in line with bird, um, Women Birders Happy Hour, but this is... Yeah, yeah, so um, I put out to y'all a couple months ago, like, hey, if you have any ideas of how we can, um, you know, filter books and reading into our podcasting or, you know, in whatever kind of brand or reach that we have, um, I didn't hear any responses. You got a couple of responses. So anyways, um, what I've decided to do was to create an additional podcast that I'm calling the Bird Nerd Book Club. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll be introducing that as soon as I can get through all of the rigmarole of working with Apple Podcasts and getting that activated. Um, so I currently I do two women or I do a Women Birders Happy Hour every other episode. So Eric, Hannah and Eric go birding, and then Women Birders Happy Hour. Hannah and Eric go birding, Women Birders Happy Hour. I'll be replacing released, released Thursdays. Yeah, I'll be replacing um, one of the Women Birders Happy Hours with uh, this new podcast, Bird Nerd Book Club. Mm-hmm. So still, you know, I'm gonna reach out and find amazing women around the world that are birders and advocates and all this stuff. But I also, you know, wanted to give an opportunity to talk about books and you know because reading is so important I have really found that out in this last year um I've always been a reader but slacked off you know when life got busy but Mm -hmm. I've made a more of a point in the last year in 2022 you might remember it was my new year's goal to read 12 books um which I I, I'm gonna pat myself on the back I actually did that um (laughs) So, well, that's, I mean, like the first time I've ever hit a New Year's goal. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, not to give myself cred, but I'm just saying that I, I'm glad that I could be accountable to that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. um, So, you know, I just, I thought about the power of reading and that there's so many cool bird books out there that I want to be able to highlight too. So now it'll be Hannah and Eric go birding, women birders happy hour, Hannah and Eric go birding, bird nerd book club. And then and that, that'll be your month of podcast yeah. month of podcast out of us. Yeah. So I hope you tune in. And like I said, I still definitely want to highlight women birders as much as possible too. So I don't want to feel like I'm slacking off on that because that is still one of the most important things um, in my life <laughs> that yeah. I'm really invested in. But also, you know, I feel that the books are really important as well. And uh, yeah, that's that's my big news. Awesome. So cool. it's been uh, stressful to get, <laughs> to get it uh, going, but it's just because I haven't started a new podcast in like two years. That's true. So there's always a learning curve to starting that. Which boxes to check at Apple and which yeah. boxes to check at the Google box. Exactly. And making sure that you hit all those things and write a description and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You already, you already interviewed the first person, right? I did, yeah. yeah. So, um, well, I guess that rolls into our my Women Birders Happy Hour. Oh, yeah. There we go. So, who, who'd you have on last week, Hannah? <laughs> um, so, on last week, I had Joe, who is in the Santa Cruz area, and her bird was a California scrub jay. So, mm-hmm. I hope you get a chance to check that out anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then, as Eric alluded to, I interviewed my first um, person for the Bernard Book Club. And that is Jen Bristol, who was one of my early Women Birders Happy Hour interviews. And so I'm excited to have her back and talk about her upcoming book, Cemetery Birding. So please check it out whenever I get myself together and get it live. (laughs) Awesome. Speaking about getting ourselves together, we, when you're listening to this, I'll probably, we'll probably be in the air. Um, But we are traveling to Champions of the Flyway. So we really need to get ourselves together and put our... Like Pack. clothes and bags and put put this recording equipment away and, you know, like... Clean the house. Clean and, you know, put ourselves together. Kiss so we cats. can Well, we'll, we'll snuggle them at least and give them some pats on the head and scritch okay. to scritch to the chin. Anyway, so Champions of the Flyway, we are in route there now. Getting down to the wire on it. <laughs> yes. Um, it is... But fundraising is still going on. Um, don't, uh, don't, don't forget about that. That's super exciting. I think Hannah's team... As of recording is only a couple hundred dollars away from your goal. Yeah. I, I think you guys are pretty darn close to, to your goal. Yeah. And thank you to anyone um, who's donated to either of our teams mm-hmm. or any of the champions teams. You yes. know, we feel that this is a really important. Um, all the money goes to the same place. Yeah. It's, it's all going to red breasted geese. Exactly. But, but you need to donate to my team. <laughs> 
Because anyway. we're, 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 we're behind. Okay. Anyways, besides that, <laughs> Anyways. we'll also be in Galveston Featherfest in April, the Birdiest Festival in America in Corpus Christi, Global Bird Fair in Rutland, UK, and the w- International Conference for Women Birders in Uganda in mm-hmm. December. So that's our upcoming stuff. And uh, sorry, we're... I'm, powering through news i feel like we've dilly-dallied we, too we, much we've dilly-dallied so too much. Yes. um want to mention our march bird nerd giveaway who is going to receive a copy of tama watt's new book that just recently came out keep looking up which yes. you might have listened to um our episode with her she is fantastic and i hope that you get a chance to check out her book if you can um and we ask that you all tell us how birds have helped you so eric you want to announce our winner? Yes. So, um, randomly chosen um, through a random number generator and Excel, because that's how high tech we are. Um, we had Suzanne. Suzanne. Sorry, Susanna. Susanna. Um, Susanna. Um, we had a lot of people with very similar names also um, submit, but uh, um, Susanna says, I, I love hearing bird song, birds sing. It helps me pay attention to the seasons and what's happening around me. Yeah, which I feel is very cool and very in line yeah. with, you know, what Tama was talking about. Yeah, yeah, just being in the moment. Yeah, being present. Being present, yes, absolutely. So congratulations, Susanna. We will uh, try to figure out how to get you that book. And thank you all who contributed to that. Yeah. And check us out next month, April, for our next Bird Nerd giveaway. All right, so main story. We just got back from a festival. We did, yes. Yes, one one of the things that we really enjoy doing in in the bird world is going to festivals. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's like this vibe about bird festivals, you know, there's a lot of people that we get a chance to meet, mm-hmm. friends that we get to see that we haven't seen for a while. Um, we actually did a presentation while we were at San Diego about bird festivals, which yes. I feel like is very meta. <laughs> <laughs> at a festival talking about festivals. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know how I could make that more meta. I am a festival. You are a festival nah, at festivals stupid. talking about festivals. That's stupid. That's too far. Uh, anyways, so we, yeah, did talk about different festivals that we've been to, you know, kind of the logistics of how to get to and from those places, the, you know, estimated costs, um, why you might want to go to that area. And some of those things that we talked about, which, you know, we like going to San Diego because it's a fantastic area to be in, whether it's birds or food or culture, San Diego has a lot going on, um, and it's also, you know, a beautiful part of the Pacific Ocean where it's not freezing all the time. <laughs> like it feels like ours is it was, sometimes. It was, it was cold this year. It was. And rainy. But it's not normally cold. That's It was very abnormal for the time. And typically we lead, well, this is our third San Diego Bird Festival. Yes. And typically in the past, we've led biking trips along Mission Bay, which is a bay, you know, that's kind of... It's north of the airport in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's centrally located, but... It's not super central in terms of San Diego as a whole. But, yeah. But it's, it's relative. And, I mean, it's not very far from I-5. It's like three miles, two miles away from I-5. But so it's, it's pretty darn close. It's a very busy location, uh, especially the the recreation routes. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people riding their bikes, walking, have kids playing, dogs. You know, so it's really fun for us, I think, to to go and do this trip because it changes every year. Every bike trip is different, and yeah. um, you know, it's it's fun to see. Like we talked about with Jason Hall, it's fun to see people out using these places. Oh yeah. And so this year we were modifying what we were doing a little bit rather than doing a 10 mile bike ride around Mission Bay every single day. We talked about doing two of those big bike rides, doing a pelagic trip one day, and then um, doing two short bike rides just along the San Diego River Uh uh, to kind of split up, you know, what was being offered. And so we were super psyched about this new schedule and about the pelagic trip, but then looking at the weather weeks in advance days in advance hours it started 10 days in advance so the 10-day forecast came out and i got calls from three people that were scheduled on the first day and they were like hey have you seen the 10-day forecast what's the um what's the alternative plan and i was like i don't know because i'm not down there (laughs) um also it was i was like well it's field trips are typically rain or shine there is a um, contingency with bikes because it's you're pretty much abandoned out there and 
just out there. Yeah. There's no, there's no shelter. So you're kind of, you're really out into the elements. Um, but I was like, oh, it's San Diego. It's not going to be bad. And as we got closer and closer, the rain kept looking worse and worse and worse. So, um, there was a contingency built in and the coordinator of the festival was able to, um, requisition a van, um, from Enterprise and we used the van to supplement our inability to ride bikes. Cause it's, it, it, it would get a little bit dangerous trying to get people riding, riding bikes on the wet pavement oh, while yeah. it's raining and it, 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 it could, we could have ended up in a situation. So yeah. it was like, let's better safe than sorry. There's going to be more birds if we run away from the rain somewhere and find somewhere we can get away from the rain. Um, as opposed to just toughing it out and going, going in the rain, which it was legitimately full on rain. So it was, it was Oregon rain in San Diego. <laughs> and you know, that's something that we're familiar with. I don't necessarily like, and I definitely didn't want to put anybody <laughs> through on a bike. Um, and fortunately Jen felt the same way. And so she, like Eric said, she got a van and gave us the keys of the van and said, go have a good time, which is, was a fun challenge for us. I yes. thought, because, you know, we've been down to San Diego a number of times, but we kind of, you know, usually bird the same places because yeah. we like those places or we go kind of far out like the Salton sea mm-hmm. and go explore that. But we haven't really done so much in like, you know, not San Diego city limits necessarily, but like closer towards the coast in that County. Yeah. So this was an opportunity for us to, you know, get to see more of it and, and share that and try to use our wits to figure out some good places. (laughs) Yeah. Teach some people how to use a little bit of eBird, teach them how to use eBird to find, find things that they want to find and then go out and find the things that they wanted to find based on, based on what the information eBird was given us as an output. So that's, that, that, that was an interesting challenge. And I, I I think we, I thought we were up to it. I, I, I think it ended up working out all right. Um, so we got to the festival on Tuesday at midnight, and Wednesday was the was sort of already planned with festival related stuff, like yeah. you know arranging the bikes. And we had a booth this year, so we had to put together our booth and all that. Uh, but we also padded in a little time to do some last minute scouting of of places that we wanted to go. So, like we mentioned, we looked at eBird maps and tried to figure out some of the best hot spots that would have interesting birds and guidable areas. And so we were looking. You know, in terms of guidable for things like access, is it easy? Um, is are, it, are we going to be able to park the van easily? Are we going to be able to get people relatively quickly on t- into habitat where there's birds? And then, is it going to be walkable? Is this is this going to be climbing up and over things, or is this going to be a paved track, paved trail? How, what sort of physical abilities are people going to need so that we can know when when people load up onto the van? Is this a viable location? Well, and also, you know, important is bathrooms. And mm-hmm. is this like a unique habitat that we're looking at that that's important, you know, interesting to go to? Yeah. Um, so that led us on our, our start with uh, Roar Park, which is in Bonita, California, just kind of south and east yeah, of San of Diego. Mission Bay. And Eric picked out that spot because of uh, that Lawrence's goldfinches had been reported there. And it's a green space. It's along a golf course. Uh, we didn't end up spending too much time there uh, because we didn't have a whole lot of time to just, you know, kind of wander around and mm-hmm. look at things. Um, but there were things like Black Phoebe and House Finches on the Entrance Road, Yellow Rumps, Western Bluebirds, and Lesser Goldfinch. So there were some cool birds, but not necessarily our target that we yeah, saw. Yeah, not, not, not really the target that we saw. The, the park seemed... Like, it's probably a pretty good location if you don't have to drive, but the, the drive time to get there for us was a little bit longer than I thought was going to pan out. So I kind of crossed that off the list of where, uh, crossed it off the top of the list of locations. Even though Lawrence's Goldfinches had been reported, we didn't find any while we were there. So it was like, well, let's let's go see if we can find another unique species somewhere else that we can we can draw, draw people over to. So we headed up north and we went up into, uh, up just south of Escondido. Um, to a park that's, it's a really cool, um, nature site, the San Alijo Lagoon that has a nature center. It's got 900 acres of wetland, salt marsh habitat, tidally influenced mouth of, of two rivers coming together. So it's a really awesome location that's habitat wise, really cool. And then bird wise was, was rather interesting. I mean, what we, we had, we got rained out heavily, really quickly, <laughs> but we were there just for a few minutes, basically, and we were almost twenty species in just a few minutes. Yeah, 
and, and Alan's hummingbirds were yes. there, right, you know, near us, mm-hmm. Anna's. Had to duck, you know, from them. Um, we were there looking for gnat catchers, though. So yes. there had been California gnat catchers, um, I think, that were reported there. Yes. And so we S- were... Same same day that we were there. They'd been reported in the morning. Yeah. So we wanted to make sure we could catch those if we were able to see them, but um, ended up dipping on those, but did get blue-gray gnat but, catchers. Yeah, there, there was a, a big group of gnat catchers. So I think if we wouldn't have gotten rained down, and if we would have had some more time to spend in that area, we, we may have found some Californias in there. Yeah, and that nature center is really neat, and it's just, it's a beautiful area. It's kind of sandwiched in between two um, highways, mm-hmm. but like Eric said, it has those uh, those rivers that run through to make that lagoon, so it's interesting how, you know, you're in such a, like, suburban-ish area, like, there's housing developments near you, but it's this huge natural area well, in and, the middle and of so, it. so much of San Diego County is like that, and that, that's kind of the beauty of the festival in general, and then just going down to the county in general, too, is just that you can find these really good little pockets of habitat that are literally in the middle of the city. You stop by a taco shop and then walk around the corner and you're in nature. And you, you do, you see really cool birds because of the habit, the habitat's really good. Even though it's a little tiny pocket of good habitat, it's still, it's still a little, little good little nugget inside there. Yeah. And this is a 900 acres of a little nugget, but it's still, still a little nugget of nature mixed in between this. So you're still in San Diego County. It's the north end of San Diego County, but you're still in the county. And yeah, and, you know, we only did the inner loop and the outer loop mm-hmm. um, that were right out of the nature center, but there's a ton of different access points that are, like, on the, the south side of the lagoon. Oh, yeah. That sound like they can be really incredible birding spots. And there, there was a there's a whole canyon. There was, uh, I think it was Molly's Canyon. Yeah, something like that. Oh, man, it was it was an it was a person's name canyon, and I saw pictures of it. And we were trying to get to it, but we ended up taking the wrong exit on the highway and going somewhere else. But it looked really cool, and the the whole there there was a lot more to explore than what we explored. We basically explored around the nature center and then the loops that are right there. Which well, and it was raining so hard, so yeah. I would have been concerned about hiking those places because the what I had read was it was kind of like steep getting in. They, they, the pictures make it look steep. So yeah. yeah. So it, it could have been a little hair raising to get in there. When the, it's wet. <laughs> and you know me, I'm not the best, most sure footed no, hiker. You're not a mountain. Girl. I didn't want to like slip slide down <laughs> into the lagoon. <laughs> so yeah, I think at a, a different time when it's, nicer weather regular san diego weather. yeah that we'll definitely have to check that out a little bit more and spend more time Mm -hmm. there um but yeah i appreciated that you know nature center bathrooms all that kind of uh maslow's hierarchy of needs sort of stuff water fountain and cover Mm -hmm. from the rain definitely a place worth spending a little bit more time oh yeah um so from there, uh, we had one more spot that we wanted to check out uh, before the festival got started, and that was it is the La Jolla Sea Watch. And one reason we wanted to go there is because folks had been reporting black vented cheerwaters, which would have been lifers for us. And so we really wanted to go see, you know, the the Sea Watch because we've been there mm-hmm. before, yeah, but not at that time of year. And we also wanted to, you know, try to pick up a lifer if we could. Pick up a lifer if we could, and the Sea Watch is. It's the sea watch itself <laughs> where you stand is really cool, but the walk down the hill when you, when you're coming down the hill is, is where it's at in yeah. terms of like local birds, you've got hundreds and hundreds of, um, brands, cormorants and, um, brown pelicans. And there's a handful of, um, double crest and a handful of pelagic cormorants mixed into the, to the crowd. There's, multiple species of gulls you have lots of herring gulls there is um the day that we were there the day before or after i can't remember which i was looking at ebert after the fact and getting kind of jealous that there was a black lady <laughs> kitty wakes there that were like close enough there were like cell phone photos sort Dang. of sort of pictures that it was like oh my gosh come on people but it's a super super cool location and then you go out to the to all the way down to the end of the spit and there's um all the the um, sea lions, the the California sea lions are all out there on the rocks, just barking and hooting and hollering and doing doing all sorts of crazy noises and fighting and stuff, which can run into conflicts with people if people get down there, which they do do have a fence with they a actually, locking gate now. I, yeah, they actually made a lot more efforts in yes, this trying year to is much better. reduce the conflict potential between humans and sea lions. So I'm glad to see that. I was very happy to see that there's a lock on the gate going down. So it's like, Oh, okay. So somebody's stopping this. And there's someone that was wearing a park ranger colors that were, that was over by the, 
by the building that's at the end. So it's like, okay, so there, there's a concerted effort to make this a safer location for both the wildlife and the people mm-hmm. that, are, that are down there. So that was super cool. And that suddenly was on top of the list for places we need to take people back to throughout the week of the festival as, as it progressed. So it was, it was basically sunset. We, we were like, we gotta, we gotta hurry up and get back. There's a couple more things we had to do back at Marina village, um, back at the headquarters, um, check in with, uh, Jen, make sure everything's all squared away for the next morning. Grab and a beer. Get a beer. Um, all the things that you do when you're uh, the day before the festival starts. Um, so we headed back to that and, so we did do an estuary walk also, so oh, don't yeah. forget about that. I, and yeah, that I, did, I pretty much did. Free. She just came over and she she was like, "Are you guys free? Can you go do it?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's, let's do it." Yeah, let's and go I, show some people love, some birds. I love estuary walks because everybody wants to go on them, and they're like, "Where's the estuary? Where's the estuary?" It's like just walk south. It's right there. It's like it's like two hundred feet. But let's it's, go. It's like such a good spot because there's so many birds. I mean, we were there half an hour and ended up with twenty eight species, mm-hmm. and that's you know us talking consistently the whole time and I, so i probably not... missed a lot of species on the exactly on the checklist. that's what i was thinking yeah but it's it's a really cool spot and um uh, so yeah we finished up that finished mm-hmm. up you know our activities for the day and hit a spot for dinner that we went last year yes that we really liked that's called lucha libre taco shop yeah it's like a five minute drive maybe maybe 10 minutes if it's if you take the wrong exit. Um, but about five, ten minutes away from the um, away from Mission Bay, Lucha Libre Taco, Taco Shop. It's right next to the airport, basically. Yeah. Um, really, really good burritos, dude, good tacos. Um, we got I got a nacho this time. To, way too much food. I, I got way too much food. That was stupid. I, I was feeling very uncomfortable for the rest <laughs> of the night, just like I can't move. <laughs> but super good. They have a um their their California style um burritos they've got like french fries on them and stuff and but it's <laughs> it's 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 interesting don't don't knock until you've tried it they're 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 really good oh yeah totally but uh but yeah so that was that was dinner and it was very filling and uncomfortably a filling. mistake <laughs> it wasn't a mistake mistake and then, know, it was just like a mistake <laughs> and then we woke up the next morning and shockingly we were actually hungry and our trip didn't start till nine so we mm-hmm. wanted to make sure to you know go find some breakfast because fuel up well we were booked up for the rest of the day so yeah. i thought like we're not gonna get lunch that's true we, we, we didn't have time for lunch um in so, the schedule at least so we ended up sorry to make this a food episode but we ended up <laughs> going to this really cool hawaiian restaurant for breakfast mm-hmm. that oh my gosh i have to make this at home it is banana bread french toast is what i got <laughs> both times we went because it's so darn good yeah um so yeah i definitely recommend checking out the ob cafe i mean really good food yeah it was it was like hawaiian style like island style breakfast i think they had lunch too i think it's breakfast and lunch probably um and it was it was really good i got a a bowl it was like their hawaiian bowl it was like rice it was huge oh it was so much food it was sausage or was it ground beef um, so they have one, the sausage and one is ground beef. Oh, so gotcha. I got, we went there twice and one time I got <laughs> sausage, one time I got ground beef. So. I mean, you find a good spot. You kind of yeah. want to go back. Yeah. Well, I know it was, it was really good. And, and we, we talked to the, to the people that were working there quite a bit about the festival and all that. So, yeah. so that was, I guess we did our out, outreach for the, <laughs> for the event. Um, but so for the trip for that day, we ate our breakfast, had a, had a good breakfast. And we found out we were rained out. It, it was so nice. The weather was so nice at eight o'clock in the morning. And then 8.30, it's like, ah, oh, there's something on the horizon. 8.45, it's starting to drizzle. And by 9, it was dumping. <laughs> it was just like, this is full. Uh, and then it looked like it was going to be raining like that for, like, the radar was showing, like, three hours. And it was like, our trip is, like, four hours. So we're going to get one hour at the end where we're not in rain. Yeah. So we were like, you know what, let's, let's just, let's just take the, like, we'll take the van. Yeah. We'll take the van. We'll, well, go, we'll go some cool places. And we ended up having a few extra folks on our trip who were supposed to go on the kayaking yeah. trip, but that was canceled, same, obviously. Same, same situation. It's You can't can't kayak when yeah. it's that heavily raining. So, you know, we ended up going up to the La Jolla Sea Watch, which mm-hmm. was, you know, it's, it's so cool because, like, so many locals go to that festival, and I thought, like, they're not going to want to go to the Sea Watch. They probably go to this all the time. But, you know, we do the same thing. Like, we live in a town, and we don't see all of the cool things that are in the town. Yeah. And oh, we, like there's things around the County that we never go. Yeah. And you do just because, overlook it yeah. because you live there. Um, so we ended up taking everyone out to the La Jolla Sea Watch and there was, everybody was very excited about mm-hmm. seeing like 
the cormorants like right next to you, oh, you yeah. know, and checking out the different love, different ages of all the chicks that were there. So that was that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, so we, we we did that for a while. We stopped at Kendall Frost Marsh on the on the way down, and then, like I said, we had about an hour of weather that looked like it wasn't going to be horrible for Bikeable us. Bikeable weather. So we we loaded everyone up. We gra- hopped on the bikes and we hit the estuary and we rode up the estuary and had a great time. It was uh, thirty nine species of birds in less than an hour of of riding our bikes, and just headed headed up the estuary and came back down and basically saw. Everyone's targets. There was people that wanted to see reddish egret. We got reddish egret. There was people that wanted to see um, all three species of teals. We saw all three species of teals. Like these, these are super cool birds that you're literally in the middle of the city. Like, I mean, yeah. I feel like we've talked about the bike ride around Mission Bay every single time. Sure. I mean, we literally do talk about it every time we go to the festival, but like you're in the middle of the city. You're not way out in nature and you can get a ton of species. Like I said, we had 39 species, which that's an hour worth of riding. I just think like, oh, that day, could we have, if we had powered through, could we have had a 60 species day? <laughs> like, right, riding the, around the entire loop. Like, yeah. it's, the the birding is just so good along the estuary. And then around all of Mission Bay itself, because you hit so many different habitat types. But we we did the estuary at least. And, yeah. and that was fun. It was two miles-ish of riding, mile and three quarter. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. that was a good day. Um, the next day, we were supposed to go on the Pelagic, which ended up getting canceled. So uh, we, you know, kind of did the the same thing. We, yeah. uh, Our participants had a target that they were looking for. They were looking for the little stint that had been seen in the county. Um, so we went to the spot on the Bayshore Bike Way. They had gone to the northern location that one had been seen just like a couple of days before. And they they dipped. There was they they had no luck that day. So we were like, okay, we you, you already went up to that location. There's another location that like a week ago one had been seen. So yeah. it's, we were like, well, if you want to go to a new location, we can go there. If you want to go back where you went yesterday, we can go back where you went. And they were like, no, let's go to the new place. Yeah. So we we went down to the to the Bayshore Bikeway, and it was a pretty interesting site. Yeah, never been there, and it's it's, it's got, a really nice trail. It's a really nice trail. It used to be a railroad track um, that they they've repurposed into a bike path. And it goes all along these huge open est- this whole huge open estuary that is um, part. Some parts of it are tidally influenced. Some some parts of it are kind of retention pondy. And I wasn't sure if they were retention ponds or if they were settling ponds. They might have been settling ponds, but they, it, it looked like a rather consistent level on those northern ponds. Oh, okay. So it could be retention, could be settling. I didn't really look that carefully at the different uh, infrastructure that was around, but yeah. at least the portion that you could walk right next to was all tidally influenced. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we were so busy looking at every single little peep. Oh, every peep. <laughs> we, we had to stare at every single peep. We were like, okay, stint, no, no stint. Okay, yeah. stint, no, no stint. Okay. But, you know, in some of those um, those cells across the way, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, a mile or so, there were a bunch of little short oh, birds over there. There were some, there was lots of birds And that's like where there. the stint was reported, was like out there, but mm-hmm. I don't know how you access it. And like, I got a pretty good scope and I was not able to get, I you know, enough on those birds. My, my, my understanding of that particular location. So you've got those far away ponds that were super far out there. Yeah. About halfway out, there was like a little island mm-hmm. that was there. And I think the people would see it in the canal that was super close to you. And then it would fly to that island and they'd be like, oh, it's on that island. Oh. And so they had tracked it to that island each time. <laughs> I think that's what was going on. Because that's like where the hotspot was yeah, uh, it's like, located. It was, out, it was out there. So I, I think that's what was going on. Because there, no, there was no way to walk there. Because there was, there was all the signs protecting yeah. habitat and all that stuff. So you don't want to... Last thing you want to do is break rules going where you shouldn't be going and destroy access for everyone else especially or disturb the birds and like all of those things not, not especially when you're guiding like you well, don't be a bad you know bad steward for the area well yeah. a bad birder as an example for the folks on your trip well there's that too I'm, i was just t- talking personally as someone just going birding but, oh yeah but yeah as, as a guide absolutely don't, yeah. don't take people out where you're not that's supposed a to fireable go. offense exactly but as as just a general birder out there like the sign says don't go back here for habitat don't go back there of course that's, that's fine use, use your scope or just uh Miss the bird. Miss the bird. Go somewhere else. Unfortunately, yeah. um, no, you don't get everything every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, it was a really cool site. I would love to spend more time out there too, mm-hmm. um, especially as the the you know water comes in and the shorebirds move closer to you. I would love to see, you know, if like that stint was in that group. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be that would have been cool to be able to spend all day there. But yeah, 
Um, but we so, don't get all day. Yeah. Everywhere. So uh, we decided to cut our losses and we headed over to Tecolote Canyon, which really isn't far from the um, Mission Bay and mm-hmm. the uh, conference center at all. It's just such a neat spot, too, that has that big Catholic, I think it's Catholic College mm-hmm. on the south side of the, the canyon. And then it has, um, you know, housing development. And so you're kind of in between all this stuff. But it's so natural. And you get to see a lot of cool birds. Um, a lot of red tails were yeah, soaring overhead. And um, red tits calling like crazy. Which, yeah. which if, you're, if you're from the San Diego area, that is a really common call that you hear, especially in the in the winter and spring. Of just that ball bouncing down the stairs that of the of the rent hits and it's just like ubiquitous, just on and on and on, especially in canyons. And they're it's super cool. I, I really enjoy it. We hear them we hear them up here in Oregon. We're we're at the absolute northernmost point of their range. Yeah. And we hear them. But it's super cool when you're down there and you hear so many of them. Because we'll hear like one or two at, at any given time. But you go down there and you hear like ten of them all around you. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, and we got a great look at a California Thrasher, and like I said, the hawks were starting to soar. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being, you know, a really good spot. It always is a good spot. Yeah. Um, and you can hike, you know, back in there and get some other cool things too. But we, uh, we, you know, folks had to get back in time to to do stuff, so we didn't get the chance to really go all the way back into it. But you know, acorn and nettle woodpecker. So yeah. that's a good day when you see both of those. So, yeah, I had to get back to the festival, kind of did our thing there for the rest of the afternoon, and then... uh, And had the most fancy, expensive, (laughs) fancy dinner that I think I've had in San Diego. And it was was good. It's It's probably ever. Probably ever, yeah. It was was at a place called El Agave. Um, Which didn't look like much from the outside. No, not from the outside. No, it was kind of kind of surprising. And then you get in there, and it is is like a high-class... It was fancy. Fancy restaurant... uh, about every tequila that's probably ever been made is all, all the walls. You're completely surrounded by tequila. Yeah, it was. It's something to if maybe just go in for drinks if if you're if if it's uh, outside of the price range. But it was it was really interesting seeing that much tequila. I had like a chili relleno that had like prime rib in it, but yeah. it also had like um, a prime rib chili relleno. I think it was prime rib, huh. but it also <laughs> had like uh, pumpkin seeds and like a bunch of. Like vegetables and zucchini and stuff stuffed inside this chili relleno, <laughs> which is just super interesting. I mean, it was really good. Yeah, I I think I got the three mole thing. You did. I, I, I know I got mole. I just couldn't remember if I decided on the three mole one or because it was you couldn't like choose mole a mole. Sample. That's true. I couldn't choose a mole. But I felt so bad good. going in there. Everybody's having like their fiftieth wedding anniversary and everything, and we're a bunch of birders that are covered in mud. <laughs> yeah, in, in our in our field clothes and everything. I was like, well, this is. This is awkward. I didn't realize it was going to be that fancy. I had no idea. I would have changed. <laughs> yeah, me too. But yeah, just spectacular food. Yes, very good. Um, definitely a place to go for your 50th wedding anniversary. Yeah. Or just any wedding anniversary. It doesn't matter. Or birthday or something. Yeah. I feel like it's not like you don't go there on like a on like a Wednesday afternoon for or Wednesday evening for just like a dinner. No. Like you, you go there when it's special. It seems like it definitely like this is a special special kind of place. Um, so the next day was kind of the same. Uh, you know, going to some of these different spots. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up look, having someone that wanted to look for Mountain Bluebird, so we hit a spot for that. He- um, headed headed out east a little bit to Lake Jennings, um, a little bit higher elevation, a little bit further out of town, to see if we could. Get out there to where the mountain bluebirds are at. And we had western bluebirds. Yeah. We had lots of western bluebirds. And it, it was... That place was so cool, that that Lake Jennings. Oh, yeah. Um, because there's like a... It's county park? I think maybe? so. But there was a reservoir. Yeah. It's like, you know, on... It's a, on top of like a ridge line mm-hmm. that overlooks a reservoir. So you get like cormorants and things like that on yeah. the reservoir. But... Lots of red-shouldered hawks that were looking miserable in the rain. <laughs> just but like... Ugh. It was just like, you know, we drove, what, half an hour out to San Diego. And I feel like we were like kind of high desert-y yeah, area. Kind of, yeah. um, there were California quails calling. Uh, we hid underneath the, the eave of a bathroom because it is a park that folks can camp at mm-hmm. and there was a fish cleaning station on the side of the bathroom that we were all like leaned up against <laughs> you know trying to stay dry um but yeah so many bluebirds were there and robins and yeah, yeah that no that. no mountain bluebirds that day um but lots of western bluebirds and and lots and lots of the house finches and 
so many yellow rumps, like every every possible oh, age and geez. variety of yellow rumps that you could you could picture in uh, in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> So definitely, definitely worth a spot a stop. Um, from there, we headed off to Santee Lakes, which yes, is for a, a rare bird. Which is another interesting spot because it's it's kind of like a this huge develop um, lake system mm-hmm. and kind of in the middle of the, the neighborhoods. Like yeah. there was just it was a chain of lakes and that there was, have that has a really nice flat path that goes all the way around it. So it was we knew we were going to be able if if we dipped on the rare bird we were headed for. We could at least walk on this flat path that uh, wasn't wouldn't be muddy because it's gravelly and paved in some portions, and it's relatively good birding along this. There's there's the the ponds that you can get lots of different uh, bird birds that are floating, little waterfowl and stuff like that, and then and then um, lots of warblers and stuff like that in the trees along the edges of these um, of these lakes. Mm-hmm. But our target was there, and it was. An exciting target. It was exciting for me. It's been a really long time since I've seen a Lewis's woodpecker, and I, I was, I was really hoping because I, I, like I said, it's been a really long time. I kind of told everyone I was like, so we're kind of hoping for a Lewis's woodpecker here. <laughs> everyone had been seeing it every single day the whole yeah. festival, and for like two, you don't want to get their hopes up. I don't want to get their hopes up. I didn't want to get my hopes up, but I was like, eh, we're we're gonna try. You're gonna we'll, be the we'll, one. We'll try. You're gonna be the one to dip on it. I know. <laughs> And I was, I, we'd, we'd asked for a bunch of different information from people before, like exactly where, where, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And they told us, okay, this gate, go to this gate, all this stuff. So we, we got there and I was getting concerned when we first started looking, it was pouring down rain. Like again, it was just dumping on us again. So we're like standing out there and, and then all of a sudden the, I think it was one of the participants. They were like, Oh, I think right there. And it, it was on a branch. It was underneath a branch right facing towards us. And if anyone hasn't seen a Lewis, a Lewis's woodpecker, I'll um, I'll include that in the in the show notes, um, the eBird information about it. But um, it is it's one of the only green woodpeckers in North America. So like, there's things like Cuban green woodpecker and stuff. Um, but in North in the rest of North America, there really isn't there really isn't any green woodpeckers. I, I really mm-hmm. tried to look around. I was like, there's got to be something in in um, Central America or. I was like, even going down into South America, there's a couple that are kind of like brownish green, but this is like green and they are, they're amazing. They're super fun social woodpeckers that go after insects in the, in flight. They'll eat um, acorns, just like acorn woodpeckers. So a lot of times they'll associate with acorn woodpeckers when they're within the same range, but beautiful woodpecker. And even though it was wet and it was, it, it looked like it wasn't having a good time. It was, it was still beautiful and everyone got great looks at it. And it didn't go anywhere. It just kind of looked around back and forth, back and, <laughs> and there forth. were some acorn woodpeckers that were in the tree next to That's it true. too. So. Apparently the acorn woodpeckers haven't been very happy with its presence and I've just <laughs> kind of chased it around a little bit, but that was, that was super cool. So the target species, finally, we went to, we had three days of looking for target species and we finally got a success on, on a target and we, and we got everyone on the group on it. So that was, that was great. Yeah. Um, so stop by La Jolla once again. Of course. You know? Everyone wanted to see those cormorants. I know. I feel like we found the magic thing. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and, you know, I just, I think La Jolla is such an interesting spot, too, because there's so many people that are just there because shops and restaurants and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's such a touristy area. But then, you know, they're out looking at the birds, too. Yeah. So that is just, that's super cool. Oh, definitely. I mean, you, you have all, all those people that are, like, really enjoying it. And, and the smell is kind of overpowering. It is. It's a, it's a little overpowering if the wind's blowing the, the wrong direction direction but it's still good like not the smell the birds the bird the birds are still good yeah um so that evening we had a social that we had planned a yes. uh, celebrate birds social celebrate at birds. modern times brewery that wasn't too far away from the um the conference center and you know we worked with zeiss and the valley nature center so i have to give them props for getting getting everybody drinks yes so thank you so much zeiss and valley nature center um valley nature center slash spring chirp you know we mm-hmm. talked about them last year when we went to that festival so thank you so much for contributing it was a ton of fun a lot of people turned out we did trivia um thanks to zavargo who is a uh, educational organization down in the san diego area so and thanks to everybody who came it was i had such a good time yeah it was it was well over 80 people there attending attending the event and the the brewery modern times was packed it was full (laughs) 
from one end to the other. People were people were having a good time. People were drinking. People were enjoying the trivia. It was it was a lot of fun. It's it's funny how um how much some of the folks got into trivia. I didn't anticipate. Oh my gosh! That they would be like jumping up with their answers. You know, they're holding up those whiteboards and just screaming out, man, like. It was it was very exciting. Yeah, and this um, event has been a lot of stress on me, like <laughs> leading up to the event because you know I I pitched it and Jen was like, sure, you know, run with it, and uh, I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out, but I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, uh, I had a good time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Even though you had to DD for me. Even though I had to DD, it's all good. So the last day of the festival, we actually got to do our bike ride. I know, so exciting. So the weather. It actually was basically San Diego regular. All, all of a sudden, it was as if the last three days had not happened. <laughs> it was regular San Diego weather. We woke up in the morning and the, there were some puddles, yeah. a couple puddles. Could have been irrigation. I don't know. But there was a couple puddles on the ground and the sky was clear. There wasn't a cloud to be seen. And it was like, this is the day we get to go. We get to do what we came down here to do. <laughs> so that was so exciting. And we had... Basically, it was basically a full trip. Um, everyone loaded up on bikes. Um, we headed out, and we did we did the thing. We we went out. We saw birds. We we rode the entire loop. It's about ten miles. I, I can't remember how many species we saw for the full day. It was I, I was just so excited to actually get out there on the bikes, and I was like, I'm 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 submitting lists left and right, left and right. Yeah. Submitting lists. I th- I think we we're around fifty ish, between fifty and fifty five species, and it was it was great. We we saw all the things we normally see. We saw a couple a couple extra st- things that we don't always see. Like um, we had a, per- a peregrine flying circling overhead at one point. So there was there were some things that were that were kind of like new and exciting. But it was it was definitely great to get out there and do the bike ride that we look forward to so much every year. Yeah. And so to celebrate the bike ride, um, we you know closed up the festival. And decided that we wanted to go, you know, have a have a date night and go <laughs> to one of the local breweries. Yes. Um, I found a brewery that's called Mujeres Brewery. Oh man, that was so I, cool. I wanted to go so bad. It's uh <laughs> it's like like the first Latina owned brewery in San Diego. I was so excited. We pulled up, no parking well, anywhere. Quote and unquote it, pulled up. Like it was obvious this place was hopping yeah, like a mile away. There was it was just packed with people which is incredible you know it was so exciting Mm -hmm. to see like the scene you know of so many people there not a parking spot to be found um (laughs) i was disappointed because i really wanted to go there uh so i was frantically trying to find other breweries nearby and and you as as we made the loop around it i was like oh i think i can find some parking down this street and as we curved around it like it was standing room only (laughs) shoulder to shoulder like that place was busy beer a beer in everyone's hand like they they were they were doing good yeah like that that is a successful business model whatever they've got going <laughs> on inside there at, at mujeres like it is it is going good and there was no parking <laughs> unfortunately there there was there was no way i i it was like a mile circle i, I made like three laps <laughs> around all these blocks trying to find any parking i could and there was nothing so so moving on yeah unfortunately so i found another brewery that was called border x brewery <laughs> that you know we drove past it it looked like i don't know it kind of looked in, like a dark building and i was a little like i don't know it doesn't look super busy or anything but we pulled around the corner parked Went inside. Surprisingly busy for the way it looked outside, and, on the outside. And they had a food truck in the back that was, mm-hmm. like, built into the brewery, essentially. But yeah. it's, like, two separate businesses. Oh, my gosh. The tacos at oh, that man. place. Jeez. I'm going to be dreaming about those until next year. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what the place, the, the name of the restaurant that had food at was? No, I don't. Okay, because I, I, was, I wasn't clear about the, what the name of the restaurant was. The Border, Border X was the name of the brewery and the restaurant's, the restaurant's like, not... It's a different business, but yeah. it's attached. And those tacos were good. But you could look at your credit card receipt. It might have it on my credit card. You're true. You're true. You're you're correct. <laughs> but, but man, those tacos were good. Yeah. And there was so many different options. Like normally, so you go to you go to a brewery up here in the Pacific Northwest, and many of them is IPAs and different variations that are very slightly different. You've got a Northwest IPA. You've got a Pacific Northwest IPA. You've got a western pacific northwest ipa like very very similar similar things that taste very similar and there, there are there are subtle differences and and i get that and I, I like those subtle differences i like exploring that but 
at Border X, there were some huge variations. There were there was some IPAs with grapefruit. There was some there was a stout. There they, they were they really spanned all across the spectrum. Well, and and some loggers and some just so, everything. So their tagline is community culture Mexican craft beer. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so cool how they've taken, you know, a lot of their a lot of the Mexican culture yeah. and put it in this beer like I mean they have um, abuelitas chocolate stout, and they have a horchata golden stout. They also have micheladas that you can make out oh, of any of the that. beers. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a very cool place. I mean, it looked like I wasn't so sure about it going in because it, you know when everything's painted all black, it always makes me think like it's you're you're trying to cover something, trying trying to blend in or something. Yeah, I guess so. Um, huh. But anyways, it ended up being fantastic. Oh, so. yeah. super, super good. Def- definitely worth a stop at Border X. I think Mujeres would probably be worth a stop if you could... Uh, if you can get in. If you can get in. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's one thing we love about San Diego is that there's really cool birds. There's a lot to do. Good beer, good food. It's always, you know, a great time. And we're lucky that in Portland, it's a direct flight. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you can yeah. you can get there fairly, fairly easily from Portland. Two and a half hours. And all all of a sudden you're in San Diego sun or San Diego rain in this case. I'll find something (laughs) to do on that. (laughs) Yeah. So that was awesome. That was our, that was our trip to San Diego bird festival. Um, Thank you to the San Diego bird festival for having us back. Yes. And, and thank you weather for turning out at least one of the days (laughs) and, and letting us do what we, what we wanted to do. What we came down to do is get on those bikes and, and show people mission Bay by bike. Um, but thank you guys all for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and or learned something new. Please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, anywhere that you listen to us. Um, if you'd like to connect with us on the socials, you can follow us at Hannah Goes Birding and Eric Goes Birding on Instagram. Our Facebook page, Hannah and Eric Go Birding. You can email us at Hannah and Eric Go Birding at gmail.com and our website, www.gobirdingpodcast.com. We're also on TikTok and uh, Twitter and a couple other places, basically at Henner go birding at go birding those sorts of things get us um if you want to if you want to send us an email tell us what you like if you want to review us all that stuff um and share us with your friends 